Pink Lemonade Stand. Welcome to the Pink Lemonade Stand. I'm your host, Heidi Webster. I'm so glad you're here today to get a little zest in your step. And boy, do we have a good one today for you. Excuse me? Let's just dive right into it. I've got so much goodness for you to hear. I want to thank you all so much for listening. I really appreciate your support. You can show it by subscribing and share with your friends. Every review, every star, every download makes such a huge difference for the Pink Lemonade Stand in the podcast world. So I want to keep bringing you the sweetness every week. So remember to R-R-S, rate, review, and subscribe. I have got such an incredible guest for you today. You are going to be blown away by this man's life story. He's truly an inspiration. Jonathan Moss is with me today. He went from being homeless to a famous mental health content creator on TikTok with 7 million followers. We talk about his time as a correctional officer, his time as a truck driver, and he tells the story about how he got stuck, locked out of his semi-truck in the middle of nowhere, broken down during a blizzard for 24 hours. It's true insanity. We dive into his interest in mental health, not only for himself, but for sharing it with others and how he built a community and a platform on TikTok that is helping. He is an absolute angel and I cannot wait for you to hear this. But before we do, I have got a great good news story for you today to give us all of the good feels. So it's time for The Sweetest Thing. Caught on camera, grocery store shoppers in St. George, Utah, get a surprise. This is a story that was sent to me via Instagram, and it was a story posted on at Tanks Good News. If you're not following Tanks Good News on Instagram, I highly recommend this account. It's got great good news stories if you need something to make you smile. So this was a story that was reported by stgeorgeutah.com, and there is a video that shows random shoppers at Lynn's Fresh Market in St. George. On a random Wednesday, they received an unexpected gift at the checkout stand when an anonymous donor arranged to pay for their bills at the checkout stand and just barely said anything. This video is about three minutes long, and they have filmed these clips of someone about to pay for their groceries and this woman walks up and hands the ch- the clerk her credit card and says let me get this for you today and the reaction from these shoppers will bring you to tears i was in tears watching it i had to share it um you can tell that every single person who she comes in contact with and she 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 got multiple people's groceries, like 10 people at least in this video. They all had their own story going on. And so many of them just got tears in their eyes. And you could tell how grateful they were for this act of kindness for whatever reason, whatever's going on in their day. And they got this ex- like unexpected gift from a stranger. Um, it's truly stunning and so inspirational. And I just love acts of kindness like this. It's just so sweet. And I'm going to post the link to this video in the episode notes so that you can click on it and have a watch. I think you will absolutely 
love this story. And don't forget, if any of you have good news stories that you want to share, we love to hear them. So we know there's a lot of good out there and we want to highlight those beautiful zesty stories. Please email me at the PLS podcast at gmail.com, or you can DM me on Instagram at the PLS podcast and send me those sweetest things. Okay, so here we go. Let's jump right in. It's time for the main squeeze. John Moss is a social media influencer and musician that rose to internet fame by creating comedy clips on TikTok, documenting his journey as a truck driver through becoming homeless and now through his journey to being housed again. John humanizes internet fame and provides comedic relief, even in dire situations. Now John is focusing on his struggles with mental health and self-love and turning it into creativity through music. I am so excited to chat with him today and hear about his life story. Please welcome to the stand, John Moss! I don't really want to live, I don't really want to die. Thank you, thank you for having me so much. John, I'm so excited that you're here and also very excited to learn that you are literally right down the street from me in <laughs> Hollywood, California. Right, right. What do you think of Hollywood? Do you like it here? Well, I would like to say from my experience of like growing up thinking about Hollywood and like being like, oh, this is what Hollywood is to actually being here. It's a it's a reality check. That's that's a, for sure, for yes. sure. Like you know, what I'm saying there's not as many stars as I thought there were going to be, but there's a lot <laughs> of stars on the ground. So like, you're um, right. You're right near those stars on the ground. They're kind of a reminder of like anything can happen in Hollywood, right? Right. Can, right. That's the draw of LA. It's like you can become something here. Where are you from originally? I'm from Roberta, Georgia. It is this extremely small country town in the middle of Georgia. It's uh, one of the places that my family stays and something that in the future I want to put actually like resources into to make that community better. Oh, amazing. Georgia's a gorgeous place. So different from LA. Okay, well, John, your life journey, it's a story. But let's just dive in. I I saw online that... You were in the Navy. You mentioned that you were a correctional officer. You're a truck driver. (laughs) So many things in this life story. Um, So just start from the beginning. Give us a little bit about your background. I guess let's let's graduate high school. So I graduated high school from Roberta, Georgia. It's this uh, tiny country town that a lot of the people that I graduated high school with are still there. So it's like not that many opportunities to leave or get out of it. So the one thing that a lot of us gravitated towards was the military. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I was like, let me go into the Navy. There were a bunch of people that were like, don't do it. Don't do it. Go into the Army because I did JROTC in high school. Mm-hmm. Went into the Navy. Everything was fine. Once I got out of the Navy, well, yeah, once I got out of the Navy, I became a correctional officer for the prison system. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in prison for like two and a half years and I usually started with that. Yeah, I was in prison for like two and a half years and people <laughs> always wonder for what? what when did I you told do? them it's a job, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 I can see that one. I can see that one. Um, <laughs> after being a correction officer, I actually was a deputy sheriff. I mean, wow. I was able to become a deputy sheriff and in between that transition, I was like, you know what? I am done with law enforcement. I want to travel the world and Again, didn't have that many opportunities, didn't have that much money saved up, but I could become a truck driver. So I went and got my CDL. And as I was getting my CDL, I was like, 
oh no, I can't actually stop off in places. I have to just see the view. So I would just be like, okay, this is how I will rememberize it. I will make videos in the places that I go so I'll be able to remember it. So I started to make comedy skits based around um, everywhere that I went and I ended up getting stuck in a blizzard. When I got stuck in a blizzard, I made a video about how I was um, in the blizzard. I ended up locking myself out of the truck. Horrible situation. But I made a snowman and a lot of stuff happened. I ended up going extremely viral on Facebook. Uh, like pretty much all over the internet, but mostly on Facebook. That's where my company had solid video. My business manager had solid video. Literally anything to do with trucking, they knew exactly who I was. There were truckers that would stop at truck stops and be like, you're the trucker that got stuck in a blizzard. And I was like, yeah, 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 that was me. Bro, how did you live, bro? I'm so proud you got out of that. I was looking at a story worried. And I was like, nah, that's good. So after um that, my trucking company was looking at the um video and they were like, hey, because of this, 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 and this, um, we cannot no longer have you with the company. Oh my gosh. Okay, so John, this this was... Let's go back. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what an incredible story. And that was a, a fabulous, like, Reader's Digest version. So so you went from um, going into the Navy to then right. becoming a correctional officer. You worked as a deputy sheriff and then became a truck driver and, and found yourself kind of navigating your way through the country, Totally crazy experiences yeah, as just a living, truck driver. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to talk about that. The truck driving industry is so fascinating to me. Now, tell me just a little bit about your time as a truck driver. Obviously, you had really crazy things happen to you, but what was it like? Did you enjoy it? What were the um, difficulties? So my time as a truck driver was uh, very interesting. So while I was truck driving, I started making motivational videos. Mm, mm. And that's where that was really a big boost in my TikTok thing. I would stop somewhere and everything that I wanted to hear myself, I started to tell other people. That was something I didn't know I was doing at the time. Right. But over the years, people told me that those were things that got them through the day. And yeah. I was like, I did exactly what I needed to do, what mm -hmm. I thought was right. And so that's how that really went. I was like, let me make it the best I possibly can. So if you yeah. look at my videos from that time, you'll see a bunch of like laughter, a bunch of motivation, a bunch of uh, funny videos because I was trying to make people laugh because I didn't have anybody to make me laugh. You know, I, I watched your videos. And so I want to talk about the incident with the blizzard because this was, uh, this was actually uh, a huge incident. And as a truck driver, it was like one thing after the next went wrong. I don't think people understand how difficult it can be to be on the road and you're alone. So when an yeah. emergency happens, it's really, it's really crazy. So tell us, tell us about that incident and what happened. Okay. So I was driving through the night. Nobody. So as as a truck driver by yourself, you're supposed to look at maps, look at weather, look at all of that stuff. When I was getting trained, nobody told me that. They were like, make it to your destination on time. So the only thing I was thinking was, <laughs> I got to make it to my destination on time. So I woke up. Um, I started driving. The thing that should have like tipped me off was the fact that nobody else was going anywhere. That should have been my first. Hey. <laughs> Why is there nobody on the road? No so, so it was also normal because it was nighttime. So I'm sitting right. there like, all right, bet. So as I was driving, I'm looking and I'm seeing, I'm watching the sun rise. The sun was rising. And I'm like, hmm, 
that's really pretty. As I was driving, the back of my truck just stopped going with the rest of the truck and started to shift towards the edge. And I'm sitting there like, whoa, let me slow down. I didn't hit on, I didn't hit the brakes, but I was already going, I think, like, I want to say 15 miles per hour. So I just let my foot off the gas and everything kind of just kept sliding. And I was like, nah. No. <laughs> so it got to the point where the back of my truck was stuck, but the front of my truck was pointed out. So I did maneuver that well. As I got out the truck, my jacket hit the edge and I closed the door and I knew immediately the door was locked. Oh but I didn't God. know how long I was going to be stuck out there. I had my phone in my hand because I was getting ready to take pictures of everything. I had just told the um, people where I was, what was going on, and they said they were coming to get me. So I go out. I'm pretty much fine. I'm locked out of the truck. They're telling me they're going to come get me. I'm like, OK, cool. I make a snowman. After making the snowman, I get a phone call and they're like, hey, <laughs> there's a blizzard coming. We're not going to be there until a certain time. And I'm like, oh, well, how long? Usually like, oh, three to four hours. And I was like, three to four hours? I bet. As I was out there, I made another video letting people know the updates, thinking the whole time I was optimistic because I was thinking somebody was going to come get me. <laughs> so I didn't think I was going to spend the night. So there was a lady that was coming. She drove by and she said, hey. Um, there's a town down the road. I think there's a blizzard coming. You need to leave. And I was like, oh, I can't leave my truck. Um, is like, I gotta wait. There's somebody coming. And she was like, okay, well here, she gave me hand warmers and a sleeping bag. <gasps> yeah. And she said, here, just stay warm. Be okay. And I was like, I bet. And she kept driving little, like for some reason, after the fact, I started to think, why didn't she just give me a ride? But then I was like, oh, cause you told her you would be fine. I should have just took the ride. You know what I'm saying? I should have been like, yeah, let me get out of here. Hindsight is 2020. But I didn't even leave the truck. All my stuff was inside. It was just like, oh, there's somebody coming. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm in there and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. I look at my phone battery and it's at 15%. And I'm like, let me turn this off. So I turn off the phone battery and I'm like, all right, what can I do in this sleeping bag that will make me perfectly fine? I'm going to go to sleep. So I went to sleep. <laughs> I like balled up in like beside the truck, like inside of the sleeping bag, just knocked out, thinking that the um the heat from the truck will warm me up. It did. And I was I was in turn straight because I had like all this hair. I still got just as much hair. All this hair <laughs> on my head and my face under the in this sleeping bag, in this jacket, and like knocked out. So being that I'm asleep, I'm not noticing that it's cold. I wake up and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> It's dark outside. Where where is everybody? So I'm I'm looking and I'm like, okay, this is bad. Because by this time the snow hat just came. Like the snow was coming. Um the wind was blowing all black. And I was like, let me turn my phone back on. So I turned my phone back on and I got another video because there was a car coming. And I was like, that must be them. The tow truck. No. <laughs> No, it wasn't them. So I just laughed it off and I was like, all right, let me go back to sleep. And as I was like turning off the camera about to go back inside, the tow truck finally came. This is like, I want to say four or five o'clock the next morning. So how long were you outside in the snow? How many I hours? I want to say I was outside in the snow from about close to sunrise. I'm going to say, eh, I'm going to say, I would, I would say a good 24 hours. I was 24 outside. hours I would outside. Say, I would say a good 24 hours. It was like it was like sunrise was already done and the sun was in the sky. And then um 
I had got stuck outside. And then the sun wasn't rosen again when I had got found. Where did you situate your sleeping bag? Did you go under the truck or how did yeah. you- <laughs> so, so there's this there's this middle part where the air hose was. Mm-hmm. Right? And my thought process, because of where the heater sits inside of the truck, if right. I sit on the other side of it, on the outside, there's going to be heat coming from the bottom of the um thing. Right. I don't know if that really worked or not, but in my head it worked. So I was like, I bet I'm using these, I'm using the heat from right here, this side of the truck, and just backed up in there. So I was sitting in, um, if you look at an 18-wheeler, there's a middle part with the air hose and everything else that goes right there. And there's this little walkway. You're not supposed to step on it, but that's where I was sitting on Oh my gosh. Well, for the for our listeners, I want to paint the picture for you. He's he's driving a semi truck. This is not a small truck. It's a semi. So when he talks about the truck sliding and the snow and the ice, he's dealing with a big rig, right? This is this 18 wheeler. 18 wheeler, the kind they sing about in the songs, the kind that you avoid on the highways cuz <laughs> you think they're going to kill you. So, you survived a blizzard outside. I mean, you think about those moments where a lady drives by and gives you freaking hand warmers in a sleeping bag. Like, yeah, like a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that I went through um, at the time, I was like, this is normal. But then when I think about it, there were so many instances where there was random people that like, hey, yo, you might need this later on. And I didn't know about it. And I'll be like, oh, OK, bet like. And it just constantly kept happening to the point all the way up until like, I believe, April of last year. So you you came out of truck driving, you found yourself in L.A., and you've mentioned a couple of times that you became homeless when you were here. Is that is that when the homelessness right. started? So right after, right after um, I was pretty much homeless inside of the car. Just give me like an overview or just your experience in general being homeless. Your story of coming out of homelessness and now being not only housed, but employed and thriving in your career, which we will get into. But tell us about your experience and what that was like. Um, Well, it was, it was one of the things that like, I did not have anywhere to go. So I just really went anywhere I wanted to. I was living inside of the car for, I think, I want to say, I want to say, I was pretty much homeless for like nine months. Right. And I went from New York City to New Jersey to Connecticut to Colorado. I went um, and I lived with people in Ohio. Um, So what was going on was I was actually on social media going house to house. I was like a TikTok nomad at this time. (laughs) So I would travel and I would stay with literally anybody that let me. And I would help them out around the house. Um, I learned so much. But were these people that you met um, from online, like from your TikTok? Yeah, it's still like that today. If I wanted to do it again, there's a bunch of people that's like, bro, you can come live with me. I'll give you a home-cooked meal. Um, Mm. Yeah, because I'm... Well, over time, I ended up switching my content away from the life vlogging stuff into talking about um, self-help, like... What is going on? What are the boundaries you need? What is the self-love that you need? And that helped a lot of people other than the random motivation. That's really the growth that I needed personally. Like, um, what is, not just logically, but what is the best way to experience life? Mm. 
Okay, so this this actually is a, a perfect segue into the question about this platform that you've built online. So you you had such an amazing following from your comedy clips and and your optimistic stories of these wild things on your journey of life, but then you started to kind of um, even build a bigger platform around mental health and what was you know, happening with you personally and opening up and being honest. So tell us about that and how that's really grown for you. I kept building and building and building and building all the way up until the point where I had everything I ever wanted. Mm. I was not homeless anymore. I had a roommate. I was able to travel. And I realized that I was still dreadfully sad. I was depressed. No matter how big you get on social media, you will still be trashed. Or no matter how big you get in general, you will still be trashed if you allow people to trash you. And that's what was happening to me. And it got to a point where I was like, I don't like any of this. And other than other than doing what I'm doing now and actually trying to help, actually trying to motivate myself like mentally and change how I put up my boundaries or have boundaries in general, I was like, I'm done with everything. Mm. So that's really where the switch came from. And the funny John kind of went out the window. I started to stop help people stop being so misogynistic. I um, started to make videos based off of um, sexism, ableism, um, actually pushing um, better mindsets and ways for people to get out of a dire situation, financial literacy, literally everything that I needed to know. I started to put that into my content. Mm. Because I was like, I have this platform. These are all like-minded people like me. How many people don't know these things? And then that's when my content on Facebook went through the roof. Because people were like, yes, I agree 100%. Oh my gosh, I wish I found you earlier because I didn't know that I needed this. Because I didn't know that I needed so many things. But Mm. I assumed all I needed was money and the ability to travel. You know what I'm saying? That like, that's like, cause when you don't have it, that's all you had. Like when I was living in my car, it was a lot of times where I didn't have money to eat. Mm -hmm. Right. So I would eat like ramen noodles and, um, ramen noodles and ketchup because that was like the fastest thing I can get. I would get like, um, a dollar thing of six ramen noodles and then ketchup from random gas stations and like water from there. So I would eat the um, noodles in cold water just so I could have something to eat. Mm. But I was happy because I was like, oh, I'm helping people. I'm doing what I like need to do. Not knowing that I wasn't helping myself. Mm. Right. So you have this need inside of you to want to help others, but there's the the one component of of finding that love for yourself that was the missing, the missing piece. Right. Do you feel like you found that? I feel like I am aware of the problem. Mm-hmm. And that was the first step. Right. I don't think that I right. found that exactly. And that's where I'm pushing more towards my music, more towards um, creating something like that. But I'm aware that that is a problem that I have. And that is something that I'm working towards. Mm, that's the first step. And honestly, that's a step to be celebrated. It's huge. And I relate to that 100%. I think in this pandemic, I realized the same thing about me. And I appreciate you sharing that. And you also brought up something I cannot wait to talk to you about, which is your music. And it's, you're putting all of these things that you are learning, that you're discovering, that are being open and honest and vulnerable about. You are 
putting into your music. So you are an artist, you are a writer, you are a musician, and you just released this gorgeous song called Be All Right, which yes. is so powerful. I actually listened to it on repeat this morning because I wanted to soak up every single lyric. And every time I listened to it, something new would stick out to me. So this is really a powerful song. I'm going to put the links to all of this in the episode notes so people can go hear this song called Be All Right. So dive into that a little bit. Tell us about this song and so what it what it is. Be All Right pretty much came from that situation, which was last year. I was constantly, and it was also something that I was singing a lot when I was homeless. So there's videos of me being like, I don't really want to live. I don't really want to die. I don't really want to laugh. I don't really want to cry. The lyrics are so honest that honestly, I think people, no matter what their situation is, they'll relate to it. So by you, and I watched this video that you posted that said about, about your music, how you were like, I've been writing music and then I decided to really just be honest. And I started putting poems out, but then I was worried that people wouldn't like them. They didn't get as much engagement as my comedy, so I'd take them down. But then I thought, no, you know what? I'm going to put these, I'm going to put my art out. I'm going to be honest. And people really need it. People really, really need it. So do you feel like you've gotten that kind of feedback that people have? Most definitely, especially with Be Alright. Be Alright is one of the songs that, um, it's a single off of the mixtape that I'm dropping uh, called Quarter Life Crisis or, or Genre. We're still trying to figure that out, but those are Quarter two. Quarter Life Crisis, I love. <laughs> those are the two of the top contenders, you know what I'm saying? Um, and it it is one of those things that, it's one of the songs that is, if you went through it, you understand completely. And if mm. you didn't go through it, you're like, that's still a good song. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like, it's it's one of those that's like, if you know exactly what I'm talking about, you know exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that people are saying about it. That's like, oh, my God, it's like you took words out of my mouth. I feel the exact same way. I feel so connected to the song. I'm so happy I feel heard. And I, that's all, like amazing feedback i don't think i've heard not one negative thing about that song with the exception of um no (laughs) no (laughs) nope that is a great feeling um when you put your honest kind of experiences out there like that that is a really great feeling somebody's going to relate to it and it sounds like many many people have i know it really did hit me when i listened to it as well So, okay, we've talked about so many different things today, and I want to kind of wrap it up into one final question here about challenges. So at the Pink Lemonade stand, it's about lemons to lemonade. We've talked about multiple challenges that you've faced throughout your lifetime, maybe more so than most people have faced in their lifetime. So how would you kind of sum it up for yourself to... uh, in the question of what's what's a challenge that you went through and how did you get through it? So I'll let you kind of interpret that question as you want. I know we've already mentioned several things, but in okay. your life, how would you, what would your answer to that be? I would say the biggest challenge that I've had was the mindset switch. The realizing that I was putting myself in horrible situations and that I needed to change my mindset so that I could maneuver through life knowing that I am not a problem. Mm. I am not the problem. Um, Building proper boundaries. And what you're talking about really is doing some serious, deep inner work that is not just a Band-Aid. You're saying... 
there's lots of there's lots of things that are causing X, Y, and Z. What's the root, right? right. So setting a boundary, developing self-love, and I haven't mastered it yet either. And I know it, I appreciate your honesty saying, hey, I've recognized what I recognize that it's a thing. I'm still working on it, still working on progress. And it always is. But I want to hear your thoughts on this. I actually really do believe that once we begin to set those boundaries and and love ourselves first, that those people who aren't capable of loving us back or do take advantage will have zero space anymore. They will just fall away because we're strong in our stance about who we are and that and what we deserve. And then those people who do have space for us and, and give back, they'll come into that sphere because we allow it. What do you think about right. that? Right. Right. That is completely yeah. I feel I feel that exactly. I feel that exactly. Yeah. Because if you if you stop people from mistreating you, they will stop seeing you as a commodity and stop coming around you if that's all they were there for in the first place. Yes. Yes. And and we, we're like the wall the boundary is up, there's no more space for you. And I think self love is is the key and it's it's a journey, but I, I love that you shared all of that. It's really incredible. And and really that what sticks out to me too is that you shared that as the kind of the the ultimate, you know, lemons to lemonade question after all of the other stuff that you went through. You know? <laughs> like you've been through a lot. And we love to see that you are just having this really stunning career and doing really incredible things and still sharing your bright light and helping other people. I just, I, I commend you and cheer, cheer you on John for all that you're doing. Thank you so much. It's really cool. And thank you for sharing all of your incredible story today. And we're not done yet. I have some fun questions for you. We are, yes, it's time to get juicy. We are going to do rapid fire question. Just answer the first thing that comes to your head. Are you ready? Don't tell me that. Like, my, like okay, okay, yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> the ADD <Yeah>. mind. <laughs> okay, what is one thing you can't live without? Twizzlers. If you could only use TikTok or Instagram, which would you choose? TikTok. Ice cream or froyo? Ooh, ice cream. I'm lactose intolerant though, so that's gonna mess me up. But like, <laughs> nah. it's worth it. <laughs> If you could collaborate with any other artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Michael Jackson. <gasps> if you could host a television show, what would it be? Saturday Night Live. You did it! John! <laughs> <laughs> Tell the listeners what you're up to and what's coming up next for you, where they can follow along, all of the things. Oh, man. Okay, so I have a mixtape slash... Yeah, I have a mixtape coming out. It's not going to be classified as an album, but it will be classified as a mixtape. Uh, it's coming out. It's going to have a wide assortment of different genres of music. It's going to be on all platforms. You can follow me right now at John Mossel Well anywhere. That's J O N M O S S L O L. So your so when does your mixtape come out? It's going to come out sometime in August. There's going to be a music video that comes out before that, but sometime in August. Great. I cannot wait to hear it. So follow along with John on all platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, at John Moss, LOL. I'm going to post the link to his music in the episode notes and to all of his platforms. And definitely go watch his 
uh, YouTube video that has a compilation of all of his incredible stories from homelessness to the blizzard and the truck, all of those things. It's really so incredible to watch your journey. And I just can't thank you enough for telling us these stories today and being a part of the Pink Lemonade stand. So John, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And now we've saved the zest for last. This is where I'm going to share something with you for the week that I am completely obsessed with. And this week, I got a little something for my lady listeners. This is uh, something I found from Andrea Allen, actually. She posted it on her Instagram of a workout top that she got on Amazon. And let me tell you, this top is like something you would find from Lululemon. Like that's the quality. It is such high quality. It's like a it's like a sports bra tank top situation. It comes in a bunch of different colors and the best part is guess what? It's 20 bucks. You cannot beat this quality for this price. I went ahead and got three more colors after I got one and I found how it fit and it fits so good and I'm just absolutely obsessed with it. I'm hiking in it, I'm doing yoga in it. It is so cute. It's got great support. It has some thin straps that cross in the back. And the name of the store on Amazon is called Pink Cozer Store. Cozer with a C. I'm going to post the link in the episode notes for you to click on it. Take your right to Amazon. I tell you what, Amazon's dangerous. It's one click away from just going on a shopping spree. But I'm telling you, this product is absolutely worth it. If you're looking for something that feels high quality, but doesn't cost that much, this is it. I am so happy to share it with you. So once again, it is Pink Cozer and it's the woman's sports bra. Um, but it's more like a mid a midi tank. It's super comfortable, super affordable. You cannot go wrong with this. Okay, that's our episode today. Thank you so much for stopping by the Pink Lemonade Stand. I'll be here every Monday morning, and I would love it if you would squeeze that subscribe button, leave a five-star review, and follow along on Instagram at the PLS Podcast for some more sweet treats throughout the week. Now, when you are feeling like an old bitter rind... Remind yourself you are a gorgeous, delightful, and fabulous glass of pink lemonade. I absolutely love you. Oh, and don't forget, you better go out there and squeeze the day. Bye. Pink, 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 pink lemonade. Stay.